drinking a tasty beer on a Tuesday night. That can only mean one thing. It's the Natty Bros Podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. And I'm Anthony D'Angelo coming on the pod. I'm moving to Las Vegas. It's the end of an era. It is the end of an era. We'll be uh, we'll be talking about new sports towns, old sports towns. Uh, Memories and sandwiches. Yeah. Um, speaking of sandwiches, you know, I, I want to... I, I know it's not on the rundown, but I, I want to double back. If First of all, it... If you haven't listened to our, our sandwich podcast, our second sandwich podcast, I would implore you, please, for the children, uh, listen to it. it. It's it's a masterpiece. It's a it's a masterstroke. And really, listen to the prequel, listen to the first one, and then yeah. listen to the second one. Yeah. Or listen in you know listen in like a weird order, like a machete order or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do do whatever you want. Um, just listen to them. I I want to make a formal apology to Chicken Salad. Now we we really ripped on Chicken Salad Sandwich. Um, and, and look, it was, I, I stand by our rankings. I still think our rankings were great, but I had a chicken salad sandwich today and I really hit the spot. Chicken salad's good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, I, I just, I, I feel like it, it was, it was buried under the weight of too many other good sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if, if it had come up later in the, in the show and you know, to tell you the truth, like we did give it its due in that we talked about it probably more than any other sandwich on the on the rundown because we kept talking about it because it was the first one we pulled. Yeah. Had we pulled it, you know, towards the end and then we just placed it somewhere, that was that was it. We wouldn't have talked about it. It would have been like a, you know, like a roast beef or something or a meatball sub. So I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay with it. And you know, like we said, not everything can be tier one. Doesn't mean it's not a good sandwich. Yeah. Just means it's not tier one. No. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, you know, again. Before we before we really dive into the the, the hard news, uh, our usual house business. If you uh, if you're us but you're you're not a subscriber, you can visit our website nattybros.com. Hit the uh, the old subscribe button on the website. It's a little icon. Looks like an iTunes something or other. Yeah, it'll it'll set you up. You can uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Natty Bros. You can uh, follow us on Vine also at Natty Bros. Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same spelling both ways. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. And you can email us, nattybrospodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. My email box has been a little little bare lately, so yeah. send them over. Send yeah. an email. Just say hi. Send Twice. me a funny picture. Send me a Superman trailer. Yeah. I just watched the Superman trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's getting really it, great it, reviews. It, I'm just... It, it, is it just not doing it for you? I don't I mean, it's, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's coming out, I think, the weekend that my family is going to be in town. So my brother and I will probably go see it. Um, I mean, we and and I mean, not not to continue to plug old podcasts, but you know, we we if you remember this, but we we did a, a movie preview podcast uh, a number of months ago. Yeah, I believe that we were both excited for Superman. I still am excited. I think it looks good. I just a friend of mine was telling me that he was really excited. He said he couldn't stop watching the trailer, and I watched it. Now I was. Probably, probably, probably tell them to put the bong down and, and get back to work. Not, not that friend, actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I was, I was in the bathroom when I watched this trailer. <laughs> like, 
It, tra- it you know that that leads me to another topic is are trailers the perfect thing for the bathroom? So that I think is why I love Vine so much is is because I feel like I I can I can just get through five or six Vine videos. It's only like eleven. Hang on, it's not eleven seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna just. Yeah, that's fine. But like, but like thirty seconds. There like, it is. <laughs> but like, even during a solid, like a solid piss, we're we're, we're talking. That, that's a lot of content to ingest. Yeah, you got to be careful though. You don't want to drop your phone in the toilet. Steady hands. Very steady hands. Got to have that grip. I used, I used to be a goalkeeper. So very steady uh, hands. Yeah, I mean, let us know what you thought of the Superman trailer. If you if you watched yeah. it, you haven't watched it yet, have you? Oh, I've I've seen them all. The new one that just came out today? Oh, it just came out today. Yeah. How how did I miss that? I've been on I've literally been on Twitter all day. I don't know. I don't know. You don't follow enough entertainment people. No. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that like a trailer comes out and then there's a blog post about it. I don't know. Don't it, you, it, don't it's, you it, it's it's almost as if they planned it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's there's a blog post about the trailers. It, you know, the trailers themselves are news. Yes. Of, of, of course they are. Change. Of course they are. All right. Well, let's 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 dive into this. So. We're going to talk today about moving and how it relates to sports. Yes. So you're moving from D.C. Mm-hmm. to a new city in Las Vegas um, soon, in the next couple of days. Yeah, on on, on a Thursday morning. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're taking this on a Tuesday evening. Yeah. Um, and and don't, don't worry, we're still going to we're gonna figure out a way to keep the Natty Bros in your life and keep, keep podcasting. If if everyone sends us the thousand dollars, I can I can fly back at least once a week, record the podcast, and then I fly back to Las Vegas. Yeah. So but if not, keep, keep those checks coming, folks. If not, there are other ways, yeah. and we will be exploring those. Might be a little delay before our next one gets off the ground, but we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. Um, so you're moving to Las Vegas. True. And we want to talk about what happens when you move mm-hmm. to the sports in your life. Exactly. Maybe you moved from your hometown to a new city. I moved from Michigan out to the East Coast and still wanted to continue to follow the Spartans and, and the Tigers and the Lions a little bit and yeah. you know, some other some other local teams. While also adopting new teams. Yeah. And so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look back on your time in DC. We can talk a little bit about about sports in DC. And then move on to Vegas and talk about how that's gonna affect your life watching sports. And if those of you listening at home, if you've just moved if you're about to move, um, if you have a friend that you know who who has moved, and and you've adopted a new team, you've um, you, you've you've found a new way to watch your old team, um, tweet us at Natty Bros. Yeah. And um, and you know l- 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 you know give us your example of, of of a time in which you've been able to you know undergo this transition. Because the city you're in really affects the fan experience. It affects how you consume sports. Without a doubt. And we'll get into that, you know, as we talk about you being on a Pacific time in the West Coast and yeah. especially as a soccer fan, I mean there's serious serious schedule implications well, there. You, you know, here here in DC I'm I'm only a mere five hours away from, from London. Uh, whereas out in Las Vegas I'll be eight. Yeah. Um so, you know, while that may not seem incredibly different, you know, my my eight o'clock in the morning games are now five o'clock in the morning. So we're like I I have no problem getting up at seven thirty in the morning and watching soccer on a Sunday or a, on a Saturday. Getting up at five in the morning is a bit more of a haul. Well, being in Vegas, I would say it's more not going to bed until after the game is over. Sure, um, 
but you know, let's let's assume that I maintain some shred of normalcy. Yeah, well, that may that may be a bit of a stretch, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, you know, and then and then beyond that, uh, again, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do some some reflection and uh, just a little bit of a little bit of talk on 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 how how sports today has. Um, I mean, I, I I frankly think that sports today is kind of set up for the transient. Yeah, and you know, it could be worse. You could be moving to another country. Depends on the country. Yeah, a country that isn't an EPL country. Could be moving to Argentina. Oh, they, they, they have soccer in Argentina. Yeah, they don't have any American sports. I mean, it's, they do, but well, it's going to be hard to find American sports. Well, we, 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 can, we can certainly touch base on that a little bit later. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been in D.C. now for 11 years um, with, with several breaks over the course of those. You've been in D.C. now for... A little over three. Yeah, about three and a half now. Um, you know, I, and I, you know, I think this is a topic that we can, um, we can kind of break down a, a lot bigger, but just kind of top line. You know, how, how would you kind of rate DC as a sports town, and and, and how would you compare it to other places in which you lived? It's so different, I feel like, than other sports towns. And maybe it's not these days. Maybe it's not a, a, as different as some of these other other cities. Because it's so easy to access your home teams now. Yeah. With the internet, MLB TV, sports bars that get every channel and every yeah. every Fox Sports station, you can follow your team wherever you live. It's just a little bit more difficult. It, But it's much easier than it was five years ago, even. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of people who move to D.C. and still follow their hometown teams. Yeah, and let's... I mean, you know, I don't think we need to bury the lead here. I, I, I think... You know, the the really big topic here is is how how you know I think the media outlets how and how the leagues have done a very good job over the course of the last years really embracing technology and and really shrinking the distance between the team and and the fan. And frankly, I think and and you, you brought up EPL earlier. I think the best example of that is is European soccer. You know. European soccer used to be a, especially, you know, English Premier League used to be a neighborhood thing. There, there might only be, you know, a couple game, one game on over the course of a weekend, right? So like you really have to go to the game to watch your your mm-hmm. team play. Now, you know, I can, you know, I can watch Tottenham almost every, almost every week, and with this this new, um, the 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 new uh, um, NBC Sports Network. Deal that 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 was that was just announced today yesterday, for a lot of money. I think for like ten times the amount that Fox had paid for it. Um, I mean, I'll be able to watch every single Tottenham game, which is absurd because I can't do that with the White Sox, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, like like unless I buy uh, MLB TV. Well, you're gonna have to buy a special channel to get every single Tottenham game. As 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 long as they're on, it, it'll be on 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 the NBC Sports Networks. But or, how are they going to be able to air all those games? Well, I think, I think they're, I think they're just going to spread them out over the course of, of like all of the NBC networks. Hmm. Um, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like you're still going to have to like, you know, like you do with the sports package yeah. here that you have to pay to get Big Ten Network. Yeah, or, I don't, or I don't Fox think, not, I don't think I, I don't think I'll have to. I'll also, I mean, you know, Tottenham is not, it's not a Manchester United or a Chelsea, but it's still a top five teams. So, I mean, odds of me getting to watch a Tottenham game um, are a lot higher than watching a 
a Norwich game or a Stoke game. But, I mean, regardless, like, you know, it, it the, the point still stands. I mean, you're, the, the, distance, the distance between the, the event and, and the fan is, is significantly shortened, which I guess, I mean, and, you know, to, to go completely off of the, the rundown, but kind of stay relatively on topic, does it really matter where you live any anymore? Like, I think it does. I think it does for a couple reasons. One, the you know the time zones are totally different. Yeah, and, and that can be good and bad. If your team is the Seattle Mariners, yeah, it's better to be out on the West Coast if you want to sure. try to follow them because the Tigers are playing Seattle tonight. Game doesn't start till ten fifteen. Yeah, which is actually in a couple minutes. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> if you you know if you're a Seattle fan, you live on the East Coast. You're staying up all the time to watch yeah. those games, or vice versa. If you're an East Coast team and you live on the West Coast, you, you have to you have to make some schedule adjustments to make sure you're able to watch your team. Yeah, I mean, you, you you may, you know, you may have to leave work a little early. You may have to watch part of the game at work. Um, you know, my my friend stuff, who was a Michigan like State fan went to went to Cal Berkeley for grad school. Yeah, and he would have to be up and be watching MSU football games by nine a.m. Yeah. Which is, you know, similar to your soccer experience, but it, it's definitely something to consider. Yeah. So I do think that if your team is, you know, it's best to be in the same time zone as your team, if you can. Especially if it's East Coast to West Coast. If, yeah. it's, if it's like the White Sox and Central Time, it's not that big of a deal. True. That's true. And, and, and you know, look, I, I think that, you know, obviously, I mean, you're still only talking about half the games of the year, right? Especially for, for baseball. I mean, you know, the, the White Sox are out in, I forget if they're, they're in Seattle right now now or well, they're not in Seattle because the no, Tigers no, are no, no that's right yeah they're, they're playing the Blue Jays but like you know like when the White Sox go out to Seattle when the Tigers are, are in are in Seattle I mean that that still kind of changes everything right right yeah it's true and it, it's just not as frequently yeah um, and, and the other thing I think that's important you know it, to me at least is proximity to stadiums where you'll be able to see your team so true I can go see the Tigers when they play in Baltimore. I can see them when they come play D.C., which is not that often, but this year they're going to be in D.C. Yeah. And I'm not too far of a plane ride away from going back to Michigan for Michigan State games or for Tigers games. Or Those are really the only two that I would actually go sure. back for. I'm not going to go back for a Pistons game. but yeah. uh, I think that that's important. But if you just want to be a fan of the team, I yeah. think you'd be a fan of the team anywhere. Now, I, you know, I, I will say this. I've, I've predominantly only have lived in, in, in two towns over the course of, of the last 11 years, and that's been Chicago and, and Washington, D.C. And obviously Chicago, I have a bevy of sports options uh, beyond the fact that I'm a relatively close drive to a number of other major sports cities or even a, a very quick flight. Um, and same thing here in D.C., right? I mean, you, you go up 95, you, you, you know, you can take the Amtrak or the bus up to Baltimore, Philly, New York, Boston. Um... Las Vegas, I'm three and a half hours from L.A. Um, that's pretty much it. I, I, what about I, Salt Lake City? I think it's like a seven-hour drive. What about like Phoenix? Or That's probably really far. That, I mean, it, it, everything's far. Yeah. And, and in Las Vegas, there's, I mean, there's there aren't any professional teams. Um, I mean, there are there is a, a minor league baseball team, the, the Las Vegas 51s. Las Vegas Sin? The Las Vegas in the uh, the lingerie football league. Um, that's pretty much about it. Lingerie football better watched on TV or live. You know, I'm I'm probably gonna check it out 
for for the fans for for you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna do you're it. You're gonna write it off. Yeah, it's it's a write off. Yeah. Um. there there might be some some uh some union members. Yeah, I'm sure. They, they they might be they I don't know if they're they're organized yet. <laughs> um, I'm sure I can make that happen. Um. But there's there's really nothing there's nothing there. Um. So and. You know, like, I'm not going to have the opportunity to, like, even once every other year see the White Sox come into town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's the Mets AAA affiliate. I hate the Mets. So, <laughs> like, like... But maybe you'll love the Mets. Probably not. I am wearing a Bryce Harper jersey right now. Yeah. So, odds are no. Um, so, you know, I, I, think, I think from that perspective, you know... So, so obviously, when when you're going into that kind of situation, and look, I mean, there are a lot of towns in this country that don't have professional sports teams. Mm-hmm. They're just called medium to small size towns. Right. Uh, they're just called towns. They're not cities. So, you know, I, I think I think another thing that to to talk about is, um, you know, how how do you cope with that? Obviously, we talked about the the technological aspect of things, right? You know, to some extent, right? You know, there's you've you've got a lot more options on TV nowadays. Um, you know, for baseball, the um, you know the MLB Network app, and and you know, which I can't like rec- can't recommend MLB TV highly enough. It, it's, it's it's like 130 bucks for the year. Yeah, and you can watch it on basically any device you own. Yeah, and you can listen to it on the radio. It, you can listen to your home team or the the away team. Watch any game pretty much. Yeah, and and, and if, if you don't have it and you're a baseball fan, it, it is worth the 130 bucks. You think about it, that is less than a dollar a game if you watch every game. Yeah. And, and and even if you're really cheap like I am and you don't don't have cuz you know some people that may be cost prohibitive mm-hmm. or if if you don't want to spend that kind of money, the the just the radio portion of that app is like 15 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's I mean that that's that's what that's like 10 cents. A, I, I can't really do math. Yeah, it's like 10 cents a game. And even if, you know, if you do want to get the video, too, I do know plenty of people who share amongst friends. Yes. They'll share the password between two or three people, um, and they'll all chip in, and yeah. it's a little cheaper. It's, we are not endorsing that kind of behavior on this no, podcast, but, but, but it, it is an option. Yeah. It, and if a, you get later on in the season, it'll be cheaper, too. You can get packages yeah. that are a little cheaper. Yeah. And, and you know, and there are devices such as, such as the, you know, you can get a Roku, which is a device where you, you can watch it through your television. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if you don't if you don't have an iPad or if you don't want to watch it on your phone, you can actually watch it on your your, your actual television, mm-hmm. the way the games are, are meant to be watched sometimes. Yeah. Just just a little side note, they are not a sponsor, which we wish they were, but they are not. <laughs> uh, it's just a, it is just a great piece of technology for watching baseball. None of the other leagues have technology like that at this point. Yeah, and I mean, you, you've got to think eventually they will. I, I, mean, I mean, you would think. You, you, you would have to think that, like, especially basketball or, or hockey, f- football not so much because there are only 16 games. Yeah, and I will say football with the uh, NFL Red Zone yes. does a pretty, it does a very good job. It, and, if you, and if you get the, the DirecTV package, any yeah. of the leagues have DirecTV packages. Um, but those are, you know, talk about cost prohibitive, those are much more expensive. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip uh, to something a little bit further down on, on our, our list here. Because um, I, I mentioned, you know, the ability to watch, um, watch a game on your device or on, on TV. 
do you think it's it's necessary to get a to own a television these days in order to watch sports? It's not necessary. But I do think that if you're going to say I'm not going to get cable, I'm not going to get a TV because of the cost. Yeah. You're going to end up paying that same cost if you're trying to watch the games. You'll just be paying it to a bar. Yeah. So if you're like, okay, I'm not getting a TV, but I want to still be able to watch, you know, every Michigan State game and then just like big national games that come on. Sure. So you're going to the bar a couple times a week, dropping 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Dep- yeah, depending on where you live. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, here here in D.C., you can spend 40 or 50 very, very easily. Exactly. And that's just like, you know, yes, you could go there, but even if you go there and just have a couple beers and no food, that's still, okay, at a minimum, $10 a night. Sure. And say you go three nights a week because you're, you know, a big college basketball fan. You want to watch big college basketball games that yeah. are on. Or you want to watch your team. So you, now you're looking at 30 bucks a week. In a month, that's almost your cable bill. Yeah. Now, yes, you did get you did get beer. Well, but, and, 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 you know, I, I would say on top of that, and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to dwell too much on, on my situation because I don't think anybody wants, wants to listen about one individual person, but... You know, for someone like me who is who is moving to a town where I don't know anybody, um, and where there isn't there's a very small window of opportunity for live sporting events, um, you know, the ability to go and to meet people at a bar, right, to uh, to watch a game with with fellow fans, that, that kind of shared experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I think that I mean, frankly, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to buy a television when I. When I get out to Las Vegas, I, I, there seems like there's enough stimuli around, uh, and obviously bars never close. So if I right. want to go watch a game, I can watch any game I want, um, and then bet on it. Um, so, and, and and frankly, I mean, I've one of the first things I did when I found the job was I, I looked on Meetup.com to see um, if, if any of my of my sports teams had had groups mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, fortunately. The one city in which there is a city expat group in Las Vegas where they get together and watch games is Chicago. Um, What's a city expat? So like, oh, like city expatriates. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, there's no like, hey, we used to live in Washington D.C. and now we like get together and watch Redskins and Nationals games. Like, it's there's just a group from Chicago. I don't know if that exists for a lot of sports for a lot of pro sports teams. Yeah, and, and I think probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, there there is for soccer. Yeah, and, and there and, is for and, NFL and, teams. Yeah. I would say too. At least yeah. in DC, there is. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think you know, I mean, my my guess is for you know, I mean, I I wonder if if DC to a certain extent is is somewhat somewhat rare in that sense because. I mean, I, I would imagine that there is a Bulls or, like, a Bears bar in New York, maybe? Yeah, I, I feel like New York probably. But, but, like, just for sheer volume? But, like, D.C. has it because of, of necessity. Like, there's there's so many people that are from other places. They need a place to congregate. Yeah, I mean, I think a good, uh, you know, I think New York is the same way. I think, you know, Boston or Philly would be good examples is there a Bears club in Boston? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I I mean, both Boston and Philly and, like, Baltimore, I just kind of get the sense that, like, if you live in that town, you're a fan of that team. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that's because of the city or because of the yeah. people who moved to the city. Nah. That's, because that's DC, great. it's, I mean, you know, now I guess with the Nats it is, but, you know, as soon as the Nats start sucking again, which might not be for a long time. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see if there's as much Nats fandom as there is right <clears throat> now. I mean, I, you know, I, I will say this. I, I, um, I mean, I remember when I went to middle school here, um, I mean, the Redskins are still absolutely huge. Like, we, we would, if the Redskins won on Sunday, we wouldn't have to do homework on Monday in, in one of our nice. classes, right? Yeah. Like, now granted, I think it was one of the years in which the Redskins went, like, 5-11, and 11, but, like, eh, whatever, you know? It, it, it was still one of those things where it was, you know, the, the fan base and, and, you know, the experience was kind of built in at a young age. <clears throat> I mean, the Nationals have done a tremendous job building a fan base in, in under a decade. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I, I, I went to the game on um, on Sunday. Um, they got absolutely smoked because the Braves right now are just playing out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, it doesn't seem what the Nationals could put. I think, the, I think they lost tonight, too. They were down four nothing last I saw. Yeah, last time I saw there was seven. It was like seven two. Um, but it was it was a packed house. It, it was, I mean, and it's such a great that stadium is phenomenal. Um, so you know if if you've if you live in DC, you've never been in Nats Nats Park. I don't know what. I find that hard to believe. I don't. I feel like there. I would be shocked if there's one person listening to this podcast. I would, no, I'm just kidding. I would be shocked if there's one person listening to this podcast who lives in D.C. who has not been to a Nats game. Yeah. And if, and if, if you, you are that one person, let us know. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I will I will buy you a ticket to a Nationals game. Yeah. I, I don't think that person exists. No, I, I, really I, I don't think so. I mean, it is – it's such a great experience. And, and take it from someone who, who literally went to the first and last games at RFK and a lot of games in between – RFK was such an awful fan experience. The the bathrooms were horrible. The food was crap. The 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 line of sight was awful. Just it was old and dilapidated and run down. And the 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 only good thing about it was it was close. Um, it, which which Nats Nats Park is too. Yeah, I I like Nats Park. I don't love Nats Park. It's it's got on paper it. it checks all the boxes yeah it just doesn't have the character that a camden yards does or at&t park um pnc in pittsburgh i I mean this is the thing dc struggles to find that character yeah right i mean it's it's very it's very dc it's it looks great on top you dig a little deeper and it's like eh it's really Really, not a whole lot there. Sometimes, I mean, I, I love it. I, I think it's great. I think in in ten years, it's going to be even better when that community gets flushed out around it. Um, yeah, that would be nice. It would be nice when it's finally done like that. But but again, you know, if 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 you saw that area ten years ago, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't walk there in the daytime, much less at night. And now, I mean, there are people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to get ridiculously tiny condos. Yeah. You know, you know, within within walking distance of that of that stadium. So 
and, and you know, with, with that in mind, you, you, you mentioned a couple couple big name parks. Um, you, know, you got you got Camden Yards, you know, not not too far away up in Baltimore. Um, what, you know, what what stadiums or arenas or, or baseball parks or whatever have you visited that that um that you know that that really stood out to you and you know what about that if you were visiting or if you were kind of there for the first time as a resident you know what about kind of that that fan experience your first time at a park is is kind of important in kind of welcoming you into a community i really love camden yards it's my favorite i think the atmosphere around camden yards is great it's easily accessible from the city or from outside the city um I, you know, I, I like AT&T a lot, too, in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but Camden Yards in Baltimore is just great, great tailgating atmosphere outside. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous park. It's my favorite. Yeah. I I really like Camden as well. I, I remember my first game at Camden. It was, it may have even been before the, um, the Nationals had started. Um, but, I mean, it was... You know, no. I think it was it was the first year the Nationals had played, and I remember being struck by the fact that you could bring food into the stadium. Yeah, and they have the guys out, outside that say, you know, get water here, it's cheaper. Get peanuts here, they're yeah. four dollars cheaper. Yeah, or you know, you can get. There was a great hamburger guy that you know, you could go get a hamburger. You know, you bring bring food in. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited um, to get up to Baltimore for some games this year. Yeah, and it's, you know, like the bars around there, you have Pickles, is that, that that's one of the bars? Yeah, Pickles, Pickles is the big one, and then there's a couple other that yeah. are right there. Um, you know, th- that's something that, that, like, Nats Park doesn't have. No. You know, you, you have the bullpen, which was supposed to be a mixed-use commercial residential hmm. block right there until the recession hit in 08. And, now it's a parking lot. And, and now it's effectively a parking lot, because the funding dried up. And evidently hasn't come come back, but um, you know I think w- once you have stuff like that, I mean that that Gordon Beers just opened up, and from what I hear, there's a line acro- around the block every day for that when, place. When when we walked by it um, before the game on Sunday, it was absolutely packed. I mean there were people spilled. I mean granted it was an absolutely immaculate day outside, mm-hmm. but it was it was packed both inside and out. Yeah. Um, you know I I think. I, I think as far as, um, you know, look, I, I think that that one of the things that sports teams are, sports teams, and and by, you know, by definition, their their stadiums are are ambassadors for the town that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and whether it's kind of the the reputation and the persona that that the players adopt, or kind of the the friendliness of of the. Of, of the stadium and kind of the the atmosphere um, around it, uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 incredibly important, um, which is why you know look, I mean, it's it's part of that why you know we we debate. You, know, you look up in Chicago right now, there there's all this debate about the future of Wrigley. You know, back here in D.C., there's a lot of debate about the future of FedEx Field and the Redskins. Um, and talk about a totally different fan experience. I mean, going to a Redskins game, it was fun. We both enjoyed going to the Redskins game, yeah. but we were like an hour outside the city, pretty much. Well, not it, an hour, but you know, it, like, it felt like that. Yeah, it, it, you know. By the time you're done walking to the stadium from the metro, and like you're going to a place where you're never gonna go, it 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 should be in the city. I think you know Detroit is the same problem. Most of the you know the the Palace of Auburn Hills is not in Detroit. I, I mean, and 
I mean, I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I, I am not a big fan of football stadiums inside cities. I think that, for the most part, if if it is if you're in a city where it is basically your only big concert venue and your only big big event venue, I think okay, maybe it's worth it. But I think you you have to define a stadium by how many events you can put in it per year. Mm-hmm. And if you're only talking, you know what, like ten football games, maybe eleven football games. Plus maybe I don't know like a handful of concerts, and if you're talking somewhere between fifteen and twenty events, I don't think that's worth it. I I really don't. To to take up the amount of the amount of space that that a stadium fills inside a city, you look at 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 a, at a stadium like RFK, which is you know the footprint is huge. Um, now and and plus like I. The, the experience of going to a football game, I, I feel, is different. The, you know, the, you, you, you tailgate outside, right? You, you, you get there early. You, you hang out with your friends outside in the parking lot. Um, and whether that's college or pro, it, it, it's, you know, when we, when we went to the playoff game, it was, it, it, there was a college-esque atmosphere there, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not so much in baseball. Yeah, you know, like I feel like baseball, you, you you go, you may get there early, you have a couple of drinks, you know, you watch batting practice, or you go to a bar first, and then you you go kind of the same way for for soccer. You know, I mean, I feel like it's kind of the same way for for basketball too. When I would go to Wizards games, I I go and get dinner and a drink, and then go to the game. Right. Um, you know that that's helping the businesses around around the stadium, um, and it's. You you have enough enough games there where where you you've got enough revenue and where where frankly you're paying for the stadium. Mm-hmm. I I just think that you know billion dollar stadiums like the ones that Jerry Jones has built for how much space they take up and how little they're used is not it's not really a, a great allocation of resources. Yeah, I I can see that. I just think from a fan experience, it's you know it's, if you're if you're a fan of the team, you want to be able to get to them easily. You don't want to have to trek across town to get no, there. No, that's true. And, and not to get political or, you know. Yeah, let's not do that. Or, 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 or wonky. No, no, no. But, like, it's just, you know, I it, it's something that, I mean, to kind of bring it back to, to the base, it, it's it's something that, that, that people do talk about, right? And it's something, it's it's part of the debate that we have about about new stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that being said, I mean, you, you still need a good fan experience and, frankly, a good team. You look at the, the new Marlins Stadium in Miami, and it's... Bleeding money. It's it's atrocious. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep it moving. Um, what stadium do you think you would want to see the most? That's one that's on here, and it, you know, since you would be out on the West Coast now. Yeah. You know, you're you're you said three and a half hours from LA. That's really not that far. No, and I've I've always wanted to go to Chavez Ravine and, and go to Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it, it's it's one of the iconic parks in in, in baseball. Definitely. But I have heard the traffic. I think it's either I'm pretty sure it's Dodger Stadium that the traffic to get out there is the the worst traffic. I mean, anywhere. it's it's LA. I'm sure it's yeah awful. Um, you know, I've I've never been to San Francisco, so I, you know, I'd love to go to, to AT and T Park. It's great. I can't uh, recommend that enough. It's just yeah. you sit in the stands and you just look out onto the bay. Yeah, it's just great. And I'd love to go to either like a Lakers or a Clippers game. I mean, you know, they're they're just they're very iconic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I call the Clippers iconic. Oh, in, in a in a in parlance of our times. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the Clippers. They had their their one good year this year. It's a really yeah. cute story. But All like, right. if I if I had to choose, I would be going to a Lakers game or a Clippers game. Oh, with that doubt. Um, and Staples, just in general, I'd love yeah. to see something at Staples. You can talk about something that, you, that it gets its use. Yeah, Staples Center is used basically yeah. every day of the year. Yeah, w- w- which is which is amazing. Um, I would love to. Well, not love. I would like just to see what it's like to go to a Rays game before they tear down that like that Tropicana field. This is supposed to be horrible. I I just want to because I've heard how bad it is. Yeah. I want to experience it. I want to I want to see how bad it really is. I mean, I I will say the the two worst fan experiences I've ever had, um, were were both in Miami actually, which should come no shock to anybody who's listened to this podcast because I I really don't like the Miami sports scene. Um, I went to a Marlins game. I must have gotten tickets like right. Pretty much right on the dugout for like five bucks. Oh god! And there were, it was, and look, like it wasn't bad in the sense, and like, and the dugout was like right next to the bullpen too, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So like, I sat like right at at like the corner of both. So I got to see. I mean, it was actually it was actually kind of cool. And then they've got, they had cheerleaders, <laughs> base, like at a baseball game, um, that like dance on the dugout. But it's a baseball game, and it just didn't feel like a baseball game. I don't know. I just, Miami is just not a baseball city. It's not. A, it does not strike me as a baseball city. No, it's it's not. And, and like, like I feel like there's there's this constant. Well, you know, there's a, a big Latin American population, and you know they they like baseball. Well, yeah, but you know, again, you you need to stop selling the team off, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, probably put it in a place where people can get to it, which I, I guess they technically tried to do with with downtown Miami. Either nobody gets there. Yeah, Miami just doesn't seem like a good sports town in yeah. general. Well, you know what? I I think I think that that brings up another point is, let's say you're moving to in, into a new town, um, and let's say you don't you don't have any um, you know, very very closely uh, held sports agencies, or, or let's say that you do. Are you more likely to to adopt uh, a, a team in, in your in your hometown if they're really good? Do, do, does the does the quality of the teams in your in your new in your new location determine whether or not you you invest anything in them? For me, I think it's more the quality of the fans than the quality of the team. So so if, so, so what what are you looking for in in fans? I'm looking for fans that. Are you know it's just it's just a, there's a community in that city. Yeah. So you're at work and everybody's talking about how the the team did the night before. Yeah. Or you go out to a bar and it's not like you have to ask to get the game on the TV. It's already on the TV. Yeah. And it, the 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 team is a priority. You go to a city like Philly or Boston. Um, those are like the two best examples. And every single game is on TV. You're not asking to get that team on. Yeah. I've been to bars in D.C. where the Nats game isn't on, and people have had to go up and be like, hey, can you turn the Nats game on? Yeah. And so as much as this is a Nats town... I feel like that's changing drastically. Like two weeks ago, I was at a bar, and what? somebody had asked to put the Nats game on. I mean, you, you, you don't have to disclose the bar name, but... It was a bar up in Columbia Heights, so... You know, oh. It, it, they had other baseball games on, and they just didn't have the Nats game on. That's weird. Yeah, we got, I mean, we got horrible service there. But, I mean, it's not the first time I've seen that here. Yeah. Um... 
And and uh, I feel like that takes away from it. It's like, okay, this isn't a priority to most yeah. people who live here. It, you know, you see people just walking down the street in the in the clothes for the team. People are getting excited for the games and tailgating and getting painting their faces and stuff. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And even if I move to Oakland, and I'm in, like, man, everybody here is wearing black all the time and like is really into the Raiders. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I get into the Raiders even though they're not any good. That's true. Or like a city like Cleveland. Yeah. Where they love their teams no matter how bad they are. I feel like it, it would t- it might take a little longer. I think a good team you might be able to adopt real quick. Yeah. But a bad team with a good fan base has it's just going to be a longer tail on there. Which, if 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 you were to guess one fan base that that you could uh, that, that you're not a fan of right now that 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 you think that you could theoretically, and and, and th- th- this could even be a um. I already know my answer, but I'll let you keep finishing your question. Okay. You know, this could even be a you know a main rival of one of your teams. What what would be a team that you think you can adopt quickly, and what do you think is a, a team or 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 a, a sports city slash culture you think you adopt quickly? And the same question, vice versa. So Seattle is the team that mm-hmm. I could move there, and I could immediately. I think I would immediately become every sport in Seattle fan because their fans just from watching the games on yeah. TV, they pack the stadiums, they get excited, they talk about their teams. Uh, I, I kind of feel the same way, like, Bay Area teams. Yeah. But it would just be kind of weird because there's the Oakland or San Fran. I think you have to pick one. Sure, probably. Um, it's kind of the same thing with, like, Cubs and White Sox. Yeah. Like, you, you can't root for both. I think, in you know, in that vein, I think Chicago would be a, a city where I it would take me a while to adopt those teams. Hmm. Because the proximity to Michigan is so close. Yeah. That I can easily go to Michigan... And I'll see Tigers games on. I'll see Detroit or, games on. Or frankly, you can go to places in Chicago and watch better Michigan bars. Yeah, that are gonna be. Yeah, and I'm sure there's Michigan bars in Seattle too, but not in the same. No, I think so. I think Chicago, and I also think you know Miami is another one where it's just like from everything you've told me, I can't see myself going there and be like, all right, let's go to the Dolphins game. Yeah. Like, nah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And the um, only good team there is the Heat, and I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not like you know I, I think LeBron is a very talented athlete but I'm not gonna be a fan. No. What What do you think? I mean, would you? I mean, I I will say like like Seattle. Like, I think their MLS team draws double the number of like 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 the average like like MLS crowd is like twenty three, mm-hmm. and I think the Seattle Sounders draw like forty six. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the only ways I can become an MLS like a diehard MLS fan is living in Seattle. Just because their fan experience looks so amazing, I think it would just like really draw yeah. me in. But like, like they all like marching together, like it's just yeah. this like crazy, like it's it's a European style, like they they just they really, you know, they they really dig in on it. I mean, you know, like it feels like like the the Seahawks, you know, home. Same thing. It, they, they, I mean, they're called the twelfth man, even when they weren't good. Yeah. Um, which which kind of. Kind of makes the whole Supersonics ordeal all the more mind-boggling that that, that they you know that, that they always had problems filling seats, or or at least at, at the end they had problems filling yeah, seats. Yeah, I, I don't know all the politics around that. Yeah, you know, I, I I have no doubt in my mind they're gonna have an NBA team soon. What what do you think happens first, Seattle NBA team, LA football team? Seattle NBA team. That's close. I think a better question would be, what do you think happens first, Seattle NBA team or Oklahoma City championship? 
Whew. I would probably see Seattle NBA team. Yeah, I mean, because you're basically saying Oklahoma City championship this year. I think. Well, no, in two and, years. And, and, and like yeah, like in the next two or three years. But but even then, I mean, you're you're still you're still dealing with the Miami question right. there. Um, I mean, they're close. They could do it, but yeah, know. it's just it's very Miami so dominant right now. Yeah. Um. You know, we we talked a lot about. You know, again, about adapting and, and adopting sports towns, but you know, we've we've all, you know, a lot of us have have moved. You know, I like I said, I've moved multiple times. You, you you just moved a few years ago. And and you know, before I was in D.C., I was in Maryland, a little north of Baltimore. Yeah. And that was the first place I lived outside of Michigan, and I was there for a year. Um, and, and got to kind of witness the the Baltimore sports scene because yeah. everybody there is a fan of Baltimore teams. Yes. And the Orioles were not good, and I got into watching the Orioles. I, you know, the, that was one of the only local channels I got, so I yeah. watched Orioles games a lot. Um, I would go to the local bar and watch Ravens games. Yeah. And that turned me into a Ravens fan because the bar would do ten cent Bud Lights every time the Ravens scored a touchdown. Which, which beyond the the financial and alcohol incentives. Do you think that you're obligated to, to root for at least one team in, in your new town? It, I think it depends. Yeah. Now, would I have become a Ravens fan if... I mean, besides the 10-cent the beers after the touchdowns, yeah. that bar was packed with people in Ravens gear Yeah. every Sunday. And it was just... You, I would go there, and I would, eat, I would meet people. I'd go either by myself or with one or two of my coworkers. Yeah. And we would meet locals and talk to them about the Ravens. And this was the first year the Ravens got good. The, it was the first year they had Flacco, I think. Hmm. Um, I think they, they made the playoffs that year. And this bar had done this 10-cent special. And then all of a sudden, the Ravens <laughs> had this amazing offense and were yeah. scoring all these touchdowns. Uh, and I remember one, one day I was there after the Ravens had scored quite a few touchdowns. And I said to the owner of the bar, I was like... You guys should do five cent beers every time the Ravens score a defensive touchdown. <laughs> and he's like, absolutely not. That, that, I think that's up there with your your New York Diner idea. Yeah. As, as far as uh, idea, propositions. I, yeah, ideas that were immediately shot down. Um, you know, I I I think that you know one of the things that we've we talked about, you know, and, and obviously through my lens is um. You know, you get you move for work, right? You, you know, something happens where you end up moving into a city. Um, you know, kind of how how you handle that. But you know, what if you're in a situation where um, you have a little bit of control over where you move, right? Um, now, for example, you know, after after my my tenure in Vegas, which I don't know how long it's going, how long I'll be there one years, two years, three years. Um, I can come back here. I can move anywhere else. Uh, you know, for for somebody in in that spot, you know, how, how much do you think sports matters in in drawing people to a new town? And and, and, I, and I guess kind of a, a corollary to that question is, you know, and and again to kind of bring it to to a, a, a quasi economics, you know, subject, you know, with, with how much, especially on public financing of stadiums, with how much. There's debate over, you know, sometimes the upfront cost of sports in towns. You know, if, if you're a town, you, you know, to what extent do you think it makes sense to have big professional sports teams in your town? I feel like for me it's always been something I've thought about. Even when I was deciding on colleges, Yeah. 
I was like, well, I'd like to go to Michigan State because I like their teams. I want to be able to go to games. I want to have the, the Saturday morning tailgate experience. And then when I was moving, I looked at cities. And I, I remember moving, and I was moving to D.C., and I was like, well, could I get myself to root for the Nats? And was, this was back when they were really bad. And I was like, yeah. well, whatever. They, they, guess they seem harmless. Or like the Redskins? Eh, yeah. All right. Um, and so it's something I thought about. And when I was moving, I was deciding between Philly and D.C. Yeah. And I actually liked the sports scene in Philly better before yeah. I moved here. Um, even though their fans get a very bad rep, they're, they have fun teams to root for. And they have – talk about diehard fans. They have, they have some of the most diehard fans. Yeah. So I think for me it's, it's something I would think about, but – um, it, but you know, I don't, I, I don't know if it would necessarily decide for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, and, and obviously, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, okay. Assuming that like something happens and I, or, you know, something doesn't happen and I don't end up in Vegas for, for the rest of my life, you know, what, what other cities would I, would I like to move in? And, and, and frankly, you know, a lot of, a lot of my, my thought process is, is kind of guided by sports. Um, you know, I would, there's part of me that would love to live in London because I'd love to be able to, you know, go to Tottenham Hotspur games, right? There's part of me that, you know, I would love to move back to Chicago so I can get bear season tickets. I mean, there, there are just things, you know, I, I think for, for some people, for a lot of people, sports is part of a lifestyle, right? You go to work, your, your, your week is, is dominated, you know, from, from 8 to 6 or 9 to 5 or how long you work. Um, but you know, your, your nights, you know, may, maybe you want to go catch a game, you know, maybe you want to go to a, a sports farm and, and watch a game there, you know, per, you know, perhaps you, on, on the weekend, you, you want to be able to go and, you know, see a, you know, actually see an NFL game on a Sunday, um, or, or, you know, be close enough to a college where you, you can go see a, a college game on a Saturday. Yeah. You know, and I think that it's for both of us, what we love about sports is the community it builds. Yeah. And, you know, the, the teams, I, we want the teams to be good, but it's the community around there. And, yeah. and rooting for a bad team, you know, it's, it's hard for a long period of time, but you can you can do it for a little bit if, it, if you can get that, that community. And when I first moved to D.C., one of the first things I did was looked for the Michigan State Alumni Bar yeah. and went there. And that's where I've made almost all of my close friends in D.C. from. At least originally, and that's how I know you because I I knew your old roommate from the MSU bar. Yeah. Um. And and plenty of my other friends that I've met going and watching MSU games there, and, and it's just you got to find that community that'll that'll help open those doors and you have something immediately, um, in connection with them. So. Yeah. No. And and I I think that's I think that's very true. You know, you you've you've got, you know, there are, you know, if. If, if you've never had to make a big move, and if if you have, you, you you know that you know there are there are a lot of things that that do bring people together, um, and you know sports is kind of sports regardless of where you are, right? I mean you know uh, you know you, you you can watch a game in Seattle, very much in the same way you can watch it in Miami, if if you've got the right people together, um, and and I I think that that you know accessibility is. Uh, is, is so so important yeah what would you say are your baby top three tips when you move to a new city to build your sports community from from a from a fan perspective or, or from yeah from a fan perspective you know I, I think I think one 
um, you know, doing your research. I, I think what, what you mentioned about, um, um, you know, finding the MSU bar, right? And, you know, look, there is a wealth of information at our fingertips, you know, be, be, because of everything that's online, um, you know, because of, of, of social media. I mean, look, it's social media, right? And I, I think sometimes we, we forget about that that social aspect of things. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we use it to, you know, promote ourselves and not enough to to organize or to... To just know, have conversations. Yeah, right, to, to, to meet people. So, you know, I, I think from, from that perspective, you know, there are a lot of things you could do. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think being willing to, to venture out and try new places, um, I mean, almost anywhere you go, what, if it's a small town, I mean, when I, when I lived in downstate Illinois, even in kind of like the combined little town of I don't know, like 15,000 people, like the, the, the little town that we were in, um, it, it may have been less. I mean, there were, I mean, there was a B-dubs there, mm-hmm. right? And there were a bunch of other like little, like privately owned sports bars. Now you can go, I, I, I knew which ones, you know, I knew which ones were the Cub bars, I knew which ones were the White Sox bars. <laughs> you know, it, you, you just, you just kind of know and you can figure that out. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, I mean, three, I, I, I think, you know, if, if, if you're in a place and, and, you know, perhaps it's just simple, but, you know, if, if you're in a place where you can just go to games, I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like the, it, it, it's so easy to, if, if you don't know, you know, what a community you know that what what the community's like. If if you're if you're brand new to to a city, I, I you can really learn a lot about the city as a whole through through going in, and 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 watching a game. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it's just, I mean, I know for example, one of the first things I want to do is go see a minor league game in in Las Vegas, right? Because you know you you get to see a great cross section of, of the people who live there. It's families, it's single people, it's it's couples, it's you know it, it's it's kind of everybody just just mashed up. You know, together. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's what's always worked for me. Um, but hey, you know, if if you know, if, again, if you have something that's worked, if if you've just moved or if you're about to move, and you know, you've you've done something that that you know allowed you to to um, you know to enjoy your team even more or to find a new team or to meet new people, uh, tweet us at Natty Bros. Send us an email, Natty Bros. Podcast at Gmail let us know. Yeah, and you know we really touched on on um, enjoying and consuming sports. Yeah. But there's a whole other aspect to that, which is playing sports in your new city. Yeah. Joining sports leagues, uh, you know, playing flag football or ultimate frisbee, or you know, even some of the social sports like a beer pong league or something like that. And, yeah. and those things exist as well. And that is that is centered around sports. A running club, for example, which yeah. I know you've done in the past. Exactly. So sports bring people together in a number of ways, and we really just kind of touch the surface on consuming the sports. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking there are, you know, we did have some topics down here about some some things in D.C., just some kind of closing out D.C. Yeah. And I was thinking we could turn that into the chug and go through some of these and, and let you talk about some of your experiences watching sports in D.C. Let's do it. Cool. So here's the chug. Glup, 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 glup. All right. <laughs> Let's start off with the very first one. Why doesn't DC have a Wawa? <laughs> well, actually, I think the very first one is who's the bigger DC star. Yeah, I was going to save that for the end. 
Um, <laughs> um, I don't look. I am not as big of a fan of the Wawa as you are. <laughs> so Wawa but, is this amazing place. Have you ever been there? It's a it's a oh, gas station, convenience store, deli, subway type place, all wrapped into one. They have everything, and it would be perfect in DC. And I don't know why they don't have one, and they should. I re- I really don't see what it adds. I I I doubt there are there are an, enough grocery stores in this city. I mean, and, there and, not, there aren't enough grocery stores in the city. There are plenty of places in the city that don't have access to a grocery store. Yeah, and and a, and a Wawa wouldn't fix that because they don't have produce. Yeah, they have some. They have fruit and they have. I mean, they have, they don't have as much produce, but it's it's better than your average corner store. Slightly better than your average corner store. It still has a lot of. It's still basically mostly pop and liquor and 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 beer and like pre-made sandwiches. Some they don't all sell beer. I mean, it, really? No, they don't all sell beer. Oh, I mean, the ones in Pennsylvania don't because you have to go to an ABC store. I've been to ones in... I mean, I've definitely been to ones that don't sell beer. That's fascinating. Yeah, a I, number of them don't. It, it... I don't know. I think, I think it would add things... There's a lot of spots in the city where it would be it would be great. It doesn't have to be the gas station. It can just be the, the market, and I think they have great great products. I mean, I, 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 would, I would much rather see kind of smaller grocery stores in... I mean, I mean not to get too DC-centric, but especially in, in Southeast... I mean, where, where there's a, a real need for them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Wawa would be a good fit in some of the the areas in the southeast. I mean, I, know I brought that up, but yeah, yeah. You know, I think you put a Wawa maybe by Nats Park. Yeah, but be, I mean, it'd be but, great but, for grab and go. Yeah, but I mean, they're putting like a an actual grocery store there. Yeah, it's. I don't think it would take the place for grocery store. It's just a little market. Eh, it, it's it, it's weird that in it's like mediocre at everything, but not great at. Oh, I disagree completely. At one thing? No, they're great at sandwiches. Yeah, but there are so many other good sandwich places in this city. Well, I mean, not everywhere. I don't so, know. So, so put an actual good sandwich place there. Well, that's a <laughs> great idea. Do it. <laughs> Go ahead. If, if, if I had the capital to put a sandwich place, you know I would. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go... What, 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 you you want to stick on the issue of sandwiches here? Uh, yeah, I figured we'd just go down the list. Okay, uh, the, the best sandwich I, I've ever had at a sporting event in D.C. That's tough. Um, you know, I'm going to say, I, I we had some really good food at the tailgate at the Redskins um, playoff game this year. Th- that, that, that was pretty solid. Um, you, you know, the, the, the food at D.C. At DC sporting events used to be almost purely crap until Nets Park opened up. Um I mean, you know, now you can go and you can get a Shake Shack hamburger, you can get a Ben's Chili Bowl, uh, you know, a, a Chili Dog. I mean, I, I would I would say probably, I mean, I, I love Ben's. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's the most iconic DC. Yeah. I, I, I would, that you can get. Yeah, a, a, absolutely. So I would, I would probably say that. Yeah. You know, we, we did we did put this in here, but there's there's not great, there's not great sandwich options in stadiums. Especially if you go to a Wizards game, you're not going to get anything good. No. No, not at all, and, and and I think I think part of it is, I don't know why 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 that's the case. I don't know because so many other stadiums have the iconic food, and I guess you know it is it's Ben's by default. It is Ben's by default. Um, I mean, it's mostly in baseball parks. Is the thing it's your your Dodger dog, your your Fenway Frank. Um, yeah, you know, but. I mean, even outside of stadiums, does DC have an iconic food outside of the half smoke? 
Not really, but I mean, frankly, you know, how many, you know, you know, how many cities have iconic foods? I would, I mean, just off the top of my head, I would say Boston. Well, sure. I mean, Boston, New York, Philly, Chicago, Baltimore, Chicago. Sure. Okay. Detroit. The Coney. Yeah. I mean, like you know, so Coney, you know, he's stretching a little bit, but I, I do think. As somebody who who lived in Michigan, the Coney is not just the two places in Detroit, yeah. but it it is all over the city. I I mean, they're all over the state. I mean, yeah, I, I I think I think that's not as well known nationwide as as the other ones. <laughs> I I I would put the Coney in a half smoke. I I, th- I think you you have to go to this to those cities or know somebody from those cities to know about it. Yeah, because I had never heard of a half smoke before. I moved yeah, and, and and I I'd freaking never heard of the Coney until I started hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Um, um, I, I would put the Coney about 10 steps past the half smoke. It's much better. A, a, a good Michigan Coney. You've never had a good Michigan Coney, though. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, look, like, I've, I've eaten a lot of half smokes, and I love them. Um, I mean, but, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, your, your Philly cheesesteak, your, your Chicago dog, your, your kind of your classic New York hot dog. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, other cities that have class that have, um... Iconic foods. I would say San Francisco does. With like the the bread bowl, the you know the San Francisco bread bowl with the clam chowder. I think and yeah. there's other there's other San Francisco foods that are iconic. I'm, I'm blanking on what they are, but I know that they have a couple that are that are pretty iconic. But like it's usually one. Like I feel like 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 if if you're sitting and you have one iconic food, I feel like that's good. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that frankly that like that that's enough. Yeah, and I'm just saying I don't think DC has that. I think it's the house smoke. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It, it, it is. I, yeah. I mean, I think very much the same way that, that the Coney is a is a Michigan thing. Yeah, I just don't think you get. It. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I also just don't think that half smoke is like you like it a lot. I just think it's kind of mediocre. Like I don't really love it. I mean, it's I mean, look, it, it's it's a sausage. But I like when when you talk about like iconic foods, we talk about like, I mean, beyond the you know what you think of it from like a, oh I I want to eat that standpoint. I mean kind of going back to one of the things we talked about with the sandwiches, like, like the, you know, from like a pure, like, icon, you know, like, you know, how how far is your thought process from, I hear about this and I think in D.C., I, I think the half smoke is... Yeah, I is guess the, very, the tough very, part very for much. me is that, like, you really, I mean, basically you can get a half smoke at, at Ben's, and you can get it at other places, but you pretty get much it's, a, it's at Ben's. Like, I mean, it's a Well, the, it's two things. One, you can get a lot of places in the city... Two, I mean, Ben's, you, you can't. I, I mean, I've seen it, like, at three places. You can get a decent amount of places in the city, and, and, and you can you can get a, a lot of the markets, too. I mean, the thing with Ben's is it was one of the only places in U Street that survived the, the riots in 68, and, and it does have a very intense, deep-seated cultural significance to it. Um, so, you know, the, the half smoke is, it's, it's a food that kind of comes out of that, right? It, it's, it's a food that kind of comes out of the... The kind of the the racial transformation of of DC. So for, for, yeah. for, from that perspective, I mean, if you want to talk about pure iconic from from a a historical perspective, mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's definitely it's definitely an iconic food. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Uh, and what was your best DC sports memory? I mean, there are a lot. There are a lot. I I I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a top three. I would say that my my number one sports memory was probably my first DC United game, and it was and it might have actually been the first 
Yeah, I, I think it was the first um, you know DC game I ever went to um, because the the Nationals hadn't been around yet. The, the Nationals didn't start until 0506, and this is in 02. Um, and they were playing the, the New York Metro Stars, which are not a team anymore than the New York Red Bulls. And um, it started raining at RFK, and a lot of the people in the lower bowl went up. It rained really hard. Went up into the uh, into the shelter. RFK, if you've never been, has kind of like half of it's covered and the other half isn't. Like in the lower bowl, it's not. And um, this is when they used to have seats right behind the goals. And I was with two friends, and we we snuck down into where this group La Norte, which is this predominantly, it was like all like Central American guys who were horribly drunk and all beating on drums. It was fantastic. And then the rain stopped and everybody kind of followed back from their seats and we watched the game with La Norte and ended up going back and like seeing a couple other games with La Norte as well. And it was just fantastic. Um, again, you talk about the community, you talk about meeting new people, feeling kind of welcome into a community um, you know, and you know, I hardly any of those guys spoke English, but it was still that that shared experience that, you know, that kind of broke through the language barrier and and, and helped make it a, a great great moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say two was, um, it's 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 really hard to like put like a finger on like a best Nationals game I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I like I think I saw them come back from like seven runs down one time to get to the Mets. Um, I mean, I sat in the President's Club one time, like, like j- just, like, going to Nationals games, mm-hmm. um, in general. And then three, seeing, um, seeing AU in the, the Patriot League tournament and, and, and going to... <laughs> Big AU. Yeah, and, and, and go, you know, get, get a chance to go to the tournament and, you know, and actually rushing the court. Which, look, you, you know, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't go to a, a big sports school, so, like, that's... That's like the closest I I actually got to experiencing, um, you know, even even a taste of what it was what it was like. Yeah. So there you go. I I would say you know a couple of my tops real quick. Uh, I went to a Wizards game, and we they were playing the Pistons, and after the game we stuck around and went down and said hi to the Pistons announcers and got to talk to them. Yeah. So it really wasn't a DC sports moment; it was more of a Michigan sports moment. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. We got the the guy who does the Pistons games also does Michigan State games, so we oh. got him to do touchdown MSU, <laughs> and it was pretty cool. And then the other guy who was there is a former MSU player in Pistons. Actually, I don't know if he played in the Pistons. But he played for MSU, and he couldn't look up from his cell phone to say hi to us, so he was just he's just texting his ladies, I guess. Nice. Uh. You know, another kind of iconic. You know, these both revolve around the playoffs. One is when the when the Redskins beat the Cowboys a couple months ago to go to the playoffs, and I was yeah. at the bar and everybody just went crazy. And the other one, which is this was not a good sports moment, but it was an iconic sports moment, was when the Nats lost to the Braves last year, or not the, Braves, the, the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals last yeah. year, um, blowing that lead in the the eighth and the ninth inning and. And we we're just sitting outside the stadium, waiting for the fireworks to go off <laughs> that they were gonna that they were gonna go, and they they just never did. So yeah, I think that was an iconic moment in in sports here. Um, you know, as as far as so so to go really quickly on the next one, which which DC team is is my favorite? Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm, and and it's it's kind of a kind of a weird thing to say, but I'm gonna say DC United. 
I mean, I, I think, you know, whenever I go to those games, and I, I've, I've been to a lot of them over the over the course of the last 11 years, it's been, it's it's a team that I've, I've had the longest affiliation with. Um, I um, I feel like, you know, whenever you go, and, and uh, you know, we, you went to your first one a, a few weeks back, I feel like whenever you go to a DC United game, you know, there, there is, the atmosphere, I, I think, is so much better than, than any other. I, I feel like the atmosphere now at, at the Nats Stadium, is is starting to get to the point where it's like, wow, this is great. And and on Sunday when I went against the Braves, it was phenomenal, phenomenal atmosphere. I think it was one of the best kind of, you know, because people people were excited to be there. That's good because we went to the game last week against the White Sox. Yeah. And it was empty and people were leaving early, and I felt the opposite way about the the atmosphere. So it's good to hear that on a, on yeah. a day like Sunday, it was much. much I, I mean, it, it was it was like beautiful outside, and it was it was really nice. Um, but yeah, I you know, I, I would say DC United. It's, I mean, I if if I had to get season tickets to one DC team, it would be DC United. Yeah, I think that's a good way to phrase that question. Actually, if you had to get season tickets to one team. Yeah, and and, and that's even without them actually being in a halfway decent or proper stadium. Yeah, and uh, the last one you kind of teased it earlier, <laughs> uh, and and we're not we're just gonna kind of open it up. Who is the biggest DC star since you've been here, past or present? <sighs> past or present. Um, but it has to be during the time you've been here. Oh jeez. I mean, you know, it it it's amazing to see RG three not only take off in a big way on the national stage. I mean, not only here, but on, on the national stage. Um, you know, Harper. I I know that that we we asked you know RG three Stephen Strasburg. I I think I think Bryce Harper is 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 going to be it. I mean, I think if the if if I had to put money on on who. If you can quantify it somehow, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think Bryce Harper has has the biggest potential over RG three. Over RG three, hmm. um, I just because I think his career will be longer. Um, you know, look, I I saw I saw Jordan play at, at what was then called the MCI Center. Um, you know, granted it was at the very 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 end of his career, but you know that th- that that was. You know, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw Ovechkin play his first year. Um, you know, I saw Jaime Moreno, who was, you know, and, and Ben Olsen, who were, you know, two DC United icons, you know, play. Um, I, think, I think I saw Eddie Pope play when he was still here, too. Um, you know, and, and, and kind of, you know, even guys like Ryan Zimmerman, right, who who aren't like national super, like superstars but you know are are kind of like local icons. It would be interesting to see where his career would have ended up for as a DC sports hero. Yeah. Uh if that gun incident didn't happen with Gilbert Arenas. Because the fans loved Gilbert Arenas before that. <sighs> yeah, I mean the, the whole like Agent Zero thing was was just nuts. Um I mean, yeah, he was you know, he was clutch. Right, he was exciting. His personality he was dynamic. Um, I think he was the first of like the like the internet NBA players. Like it was before everybody had Twitter accounts, but yeah. he still did stuff on the internet. And like I feel like he made like YouTube videos. Yeah, I, I I think he blogged. Too. Yeah, like, I think he I think he was one of like the first, very like, like player outspoken. Bloggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would like weigh in on stuff. Um, I'm trying to think who else. 
Who else there is? I mean, like, Quentin Portis when he was here was 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 kind of uh you know he he would he would you know play play with the um you know with, with the press you know the, with the press quite a bit and uh you know was was one of those but guys the, that, the tight end why am I blanking on Cooley his name? yeah Chris Cooley yeah um but you know we I mean really up until now. I mean, there haven't really been. No, I, th- I think someone like John Wall has has good potential. I mean, w- we have a great in this town. We have a great group of young, young talent mm-hmm. that I think you can really, um, you know, you know, really focus. I mean, from Wall, Strasburg, Harper, um, you know, all, Ovechkin, RG three, Ovechkin, RG three, Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> your 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 Kirk Cousins, for example. Um, well, and the the Wizards have a we're probably gonna have a very high draft pick again next year. So, yeah, you know maybe we'll be talking about Trey Burke as the next big DC star. <laughs> no, 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 thanks. Um, but yeah, and look, you know, like, e- even with with um, you know, with DC United, we had we had you know we had Andy Nahar, who was was a homegrown player. You've got Bill Hamid, who's, who's the, the the keeper who will probably be kind of he's more. It talks to be one of the heir apparents to, to Tim Howard, um, so he'll be a, a, a household name um, since he'll, he'll odds are he'll play in a World Cup, which which makes you a household name. Um, so, so you know it's 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 one of those things where um, you know you can um, you know there there are a lot of a lot of big ones, but yeah I I, I think you know the, the way that Harper is kind of come out of you know he he didn't have that. The, the benefit of being like, you know, being a Heisman winner, right? I mean, he started from the ground and then just shot all the hit way it, up, hit it running, and yeah. this year he's he's kept it going. So. Exactly. Cool. Well, you know, I think that I think that if you're if you're in another city, tell us what your city's like. Yeah. If you move to another city, tell us what it's like. Give us the experience. You know, if you have some tips to share about how to how to meet people around sports, you know, there's a community involved there. Yeah. And if you live in Las Vegas, tweet at me at Anthony D'Angelo. Or at Natty Bros. Yeah, or we get them both. Yeah, and I will, uh, I will buy you a beer. And you know, as you know, as as we say, you know, to, to follow us and, and subscribe. I think that's even more important right now because we're not sure exactly when our next podcast will come, um, since Anthony is moving. But if you subscribe on iTunes or if you yep. follow us on Twitter, you'll be able to know exactly when our next podcast is posted and keep up with us. Uh, if you have topic ideas, if you have segments you'd like to see, since Anthony's going to be in Vegas, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a little bit more of a, a gambling flair on the podcast sure. than there has been. Um, we want to hear from you, so you know, you're you're our sports community, and we uh, we like having you. Yeah. Well, for uh, what's your beer at DC? You know, I um, what's my 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 beer of DC? You know, I I always I feel somewhat obligated to choose one of the. Like a DC brow or or a chocolate city, um, I, that that's such a tough question. <laughs> that really is such a su- such a tough question. Um, y- you know what? And I'm gonna say this. Not only does it make sense, but because I have no idea if I'm gonna be able to find it out there, but Natty Bow, which which I I will. That is our namesake. Yeah, which I, the I, national I, bohemian. I, I will be I will be consuming in large quantities tomorrow night before I have to get on a plane Thursday morning. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I might I might have you ship some out to me if if I can't find it. 
Ship it. <laughs> um, and with that, <laughs> and with that, um, I'm Anthony D'Angelo. Zach Brooks. And uh, the end of an era. See you on the flip side. <laughs>